You are beautiful. You are worthy. Your dreams were put on your heart for a reason. No matter what anyone else might think of you for following them. So stand up, stand tall, and stand proud. You were made to shine. Merry Christmas! You guys, it is flip dog and Christmas. I I love Christmas. I really do. It's been, I'll tell you what, it's been a different Christmas this year for my family. I don't know about you or where this podcast is finding you. This will kind of relate to what I wanted to talk about today in lieu of the special holiday this particular week, but this Christmas was different to say the least. Last year, you know, whether you're listening to this podcast episode this week or five years from now, this year it is 2021 and last year was the pandemic. And I am so fortunate to say that last year, my Christmas didn't look all that different. That might sound crazy to so many of you because it's like it was 2020. You know, it was the year, the year of the pandemic. And regulations and restrictions were so much more heightened than they are right now. But my my Christmas didn't look that different. Um, I was so blessed to have all of my family together. We go to my dad's side of the family on Christmas Eve. And we go to my mom's side of the family on Christmas Day. And last year... Um, my mom, my, we went to go see my dad's side of the family that did look a little different. My dad's mom couldn't be there. And I was only with my, like my dad's sister's family and they're amazing. And it was my cousins on that side and like the, the extended relatives couldn't come. So that looked a little different, but, um, for the most part, it was pretty much how it always goes right? Like I was with my family. We went and saw my mom's family on Christmas. It was very regular, which was crazy considering the circumstances. But you guys, this year, man, things were different. Still beautiful, but just different. Um, My sister, I have three siblings. My older sister, McCray, got COVID. She tested positive two days ago. So she's quarantining. And, you know, that kind of threw everything for a loop. So we, the rest of us tested negative, but my older sister got it, which meant that we couldn't go to my dad's side of the family um, to see them because a lot of them just because of contact tracing just didn't want to take the chance which we totally understood Um, and then every Christmas Eve night we typically have my godmother over and of course understandably so they didn't want to come because of the contact tracing and not only that but my parents house are going through a major renovation which is partially why I moved into my own apartment so we did like a like a charcuterie board dinner at my apartment apartment um but like my older sister wasn't here Annette and Ava weren't here 
uh, that's my godmother and my god sister. And it, it just felt so different. And then today, um, you know, some of us are going to see my mom's family and some of us are staying behind because we don't want, you know, Pete McCray to feel left out and all. And it has just been so weird. And I've had so much more time to myself this Christmas. Like I have very much been by myself for a majority of this Christmas, which is typically the opposite of what happens. Like I, on Christmas, it's like I don't get a living, breathing moment to myself, which introverts like me, you feel me, it's like, oh my God, your cup is just spent. Like you are empty. You are like, I need a moment alone to recharge. I just got a new iRobot Ronald and like he was in the middle of vacuuming my kitchen and he just was like, nope, I'm done. I'm out of battery. Can't do no more. That's how I typically feel on Christmas. It's like my my battery and my iRobot just goes off. And I'm like, no more socializing. Like Annie needs to be by herself. But this Christmas was different. Was it different for you? I'm just curious. It's like I almost feel like COVID just, just came back and was like, you thought I was gone, suckers. LOL, second punch. But for me... My Christmas this year has been way more affected than last year. And I don't know if that's your story. Maybe this year is so much better than last year. And I hope that is the case for you. I know that when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to some people that you know, Christmas is their favorite time of the year. It's like they are around family members. They get presents. They get the good food. They get all the cheese on the charcuterie board. They get the good drinks with the cute little straws and the pretty pictures for Instagram. And they love it. And that was exactly how your holidays has been. And that's amazing. But there's also some people that this is the first Christmas without that person that you had last year. The one that you used to be able to text, to call, to talk to. And now they're not in your life because, you know, they've passed away or maybe a relationship died or something happened. For some of you, you're quarantined and you are all alone. Like you can't even, you can't even get on a flight to go sit outside the window of your family's house to be a part of it. Like we did with my, my sister this morning. Like you are by yourself in a loft sitting next to your tree. If you have one scrolling on social media And looking at what seems to be the highlight reels of everyone else's amazing Christmas thinking, what's wrong with me? Did God forget about me? Some of you are in the hospital right now. And the only thing you could think that would be the best gift ever is your health. It's the ability to breathe in without the sting of scar tissue in your lungs. It's the thought of one day being able to walk again without pain. It's the thought of being able to, to, to see clearly again, not clouded by cataracts or, or the, 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 the pains of past memories when you once had your health. It's some of you are in situations where your heart is so broken and your gift to other people, to your family is showing up and not crying. 
and not breaking down. It's not having a meltdown. That is your gift. That is all you have to give to the people around you is I'm going to show up and I'm going to put a smile on my face and I'm going to do my best to not break down and show on the outside what I'm feeling on the inside. There's been multiple moments in these past two days where I've just broken down and I've cried because this year didn't look like last year or the years before that. And it did feel lonelier this Christmas. I was in my apartment and living alone. I love it. But, but sometimes it's like, I do wish there was other people, you know? And, and last night it was nine o'clock. It was Christmas Eve. And usually I'm at home with my family and, um, and I, and I watched Elevation Church Service, which made my night amazing. But, you know, some of you can relate to me in the sense that you you feel that loneliness this Christmas. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm feeling what you're feeling because I also know I have a family in town that I got to spend Christmas Eve dinner and Christmas morning with. And they're five minutes away. And that's not your story. You are literally all alone. And so I'm not going to pretend to compete with you on the loneliness scale here. All I'm saying is that I think sometimes we miss the point of Christmas. We get so caught up in the decorations, in the facade, in the pretty photos, in the pretty food. We forget that that Christmas, the Christmas story was not pretty. It wasn't calm. We write all these songs about how calm it was. The co- <laughs> Hello? The Christmas story was not calm. It was not peaceful. The Prince of Peace came into the world, but it was not peaceful. A woman had a baby. I don't know if you've ever been to the hospital when someone's having a baby, but it is not peaceful. Like those babies come out screaming and those women are screaming because it is painful. And not only that, they were in a barn. They were in a freaking barn, you guys. Like, do you know how smelly that must have been? I mean, my dog Pooches had way too much cheese on the charcuterie board last night and was a little gassy. And I can only imagine that that replicated the stench of these animals in the barn. Like, can we be real? Can I be real with you for a second about the Christmas story? Because it wasn't pretty. And I think by trying to make it pretty, by putting all this makeup on it, by trying to make it Instagram post worthy, we forget the message. God sent Jesus into the world in a non-pretty picture. The Prince of Peace came into the world through a way that was not peaceful. He didn't fly in on doves. He literally was birthed from a woman. That is probably the most pain, one of the most, I, I mean, you know, I haven't been there yet. But like I've just heard from the grapevine, it is a very painful experience. And I'm just saying that we miss the point. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't perfect. And that's exactly the point of it. God was born into this world in a manger. Why a manger? I think it's because it's the last place someone would have looked for a baby. 
God came into this world and they laid him in the last place someone would have looked. He came in through the world in the last place someone would have looked. He came into the world through a virgin. They placed him in a manger, in a barn with stinky animals. The last place someone would have looked. The last story anyone's looking at on Instagram. The last post anyone's looking at on Facebook. In fact, the scene that wouldn't have even been deemed worthy of a picture, of something to put on Facebook, of something to put on your Snapchat story, that is where God chose to come in. What does that tell me? What does that tell you? That tells me that God came into this world not to be pretty and perfect and postable. He came into this world to give hope to the hopeless. To give light to the people that maybe feel like they're in a place in their lives where no one's looking for them. That they're not worthy of being looked for. That they're not worthy of being looked at. God comes into those places. He comes into the manger. Into the place where no one's going to look for the Son of God. You, that person alone in your apartment right now, you, that person surrounded with family, but you're missing that person that you had last year and that you don't have this year. You, that person that, that just wishes you could call that person one more time, talk to that person one more time. You, that person that doesn't even feel like the same person you were a year ago. And all Christmas does is remind you of all the things that you feel like you've lost this year and all the progress that you felt like you should have made but didn't this year. You, the person that feels guilty for not feeling cheerful because everyone's telling you and all you see on social media is that it's the most cheerful time of the year. Can I offer you something? Something that's been close with me and that God's been talking to me about and that has been my lifeline the past year. (laughs) It doesn't have to be the most cheerful time of the year. And it can still be the most hopeful. It doesn't have to be the most joyous time of the year. But it can still be the most hopeful. Because cheerfulness depends on my circumstances. Hope depends on my Savior. And my Savior 2,000 years ago showed the world that he comes into broken circumstances. He comes into the circumstances that no one wants to look at. He comes into dirty, broken down, beaten up barns. He comes into the areas that no one wants to go to, that people send their animals to because they feel it's beneath them. That's where God comes to. That's where he meets us at. That's where the bridge between us and God meet in the places that we don't want to look at, that we don't feel like are cheerful. 
that we don't feel like are joyous, that we don't feel like we can post about. The places we keep in the dark, the places that we keep dirty because we don't want to open it up and expose it to clean it. The secrets, the tendencies, the habits, the guilt, the shame, the heartbreak. That's where God comes into. That's why even in times where we're not our happiest, we can be hopeful. And to me, that is the promise of Christmas. It's not that we can just tidy everything up and put it on a bow. It's not that we can just throw on great clothes and put a fancy drink in our hand and take a picture and see how many people like it or how many people watch our stories. It's that that parts of us that we don't want to show the world, that parts of us that we would like to keep hidden in a barn and close the door, that parts of us that maybe feel lonely in the time of year people tell us we should be our happiest and most cheerful, that parts of us that are afraid that we're forgotten about and that no one wants to check in, that parts of us, those parts of us that, that wake up on Christmas Day and feel guilty for not having people to share it with, that feel like we're doing life wrong, that maybe Christmas is the only, it, it feels more like a kick in the butt than it does a hallelujah. The promise of Christmas is that God is in those parts, not your Instagram parts, in the parts you keep hidden in the barn. That's where God comes in. That's where they found Jesus in a manger, in the last place someone would look. And maybe while we're all so busy trying to put presents under the tree and decorate the tree nice and take the pictures and and all the stuff, we're not looking in the right place for his promise to us. Maybe Jesus isn't found in all that. In the, in, the, in the shopping sprees at the mall and in the, in the new shoes and in the new clothes and in the money and in the, in the ornaments. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying maybe that's not where the richness of his hope is found. Maybe it's found in those parts of our lives where we're feeling lonely, where we're feeling unsure, where we're feeling insecure. the parts that we're trying to cover up and numb out during this time of the year we're supposed to be our cheeriest. The hope of Christmas is that God comes to the places that we're trying to hide. That no one wants to look at. That the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, the Maker, the Ruler, the Creator of the entire world stepped off his throne and came into the very parts of our world that everyone else thought was beneath them. The barn with the animals in the manger through a woman that was a virgin, the least expected place.
God is in your least expected places, the places you're trying to hide, the places you think are so beneath the world that you're ashamed to even know that they exist. He's in those places. And that is his hope. And that is why I love Christmas. That is my hope. Because I'm not perfect. I've got parts of me that I try to shove into that barn. That barn, you know, that place that none of us want to go in, that's stinky and smelly and dirty, and we just want to pretend it's not there. But Jesus is in there for me. That's his promise to me. That's his promise to you, is that there is no thing you can do that is so low that it distances you from him. He is in your barn. He is in a manger in your barn, the last place that you want to look. I am sending you so much love to all of you. The joyful, the cheerful, the hurt, the wounded, the fearful, the ashamed, the guilty, the ones that are feeling all of those in the span of five minutes. I love you. And remember, it doesn't have to be the cheeriest time of the year, but it can be the most hopeful. Love you guys.